Welcome to the Mind of Moguls podcast where we talk all things moguls. And what's on your mind? Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Mind of Moguls podcast. So excited. This is what episode five. five. We, I've had a lot of people um, reach out about the episode with Ella. Really? They enjoyed it. Good. So we I'm love excited. the feedback, y'all. We love the feedback. Yeah, so we're excited. We That was the first of many guests. Yes. So, um, y'all, please, please, please subscribe to all the platforms that yes. uh, allow you to subscribe. Tune in, tap in, and give us feedback. We definitely uh, value it, and we take it to heart. We yes. apply it for sure. How's the week? It's just Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a week. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's been, it's been good. I won't complain. Um, what about you? It's. Yeah, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I won another grant. Yeah. Since the last time we've been here, so yeah, yeah. Um, and um, been getting some some things in order. So excited about what's next, what's coming. So about that grant, was it another pitch? Because I saw. Yes. Okay. It was. It was another pitch. Um. The Urban League of Greater Chattanooga, they had a a capital access summit. Um, And at the end of the summit, it was an all day thing. We were all tired, but um, we were able to pitch like a three, do a three minute pitch. Mm -hmm. And um, everybody that pitched actually won something. That's amazing. Shout out to the Urban League for that, for that opportunity. So yeah, um, excited about that. And then um, tell them what's coming up. What we got coming up? So our next event, we have two events coming up, you guys. The next event will be the second service brunch. And that will be happening on November the 12th. We want y'all to come out. We've been posting about it. The tickets are on sale. Do not wait because they are moving and moving fast. Yeah, they are. So come on and have a good time with us there. And then you want to tell them about the other event? Yeah. So then we have um, the Usher and Chris Brown. You should tell them about that. I could have <laughs> the Kirk Franklin one. <laughs> um, so December is kind of like a New Year's celebration. celebration. Yes, um, but it's like R&B. Yeah. So it's going to be real exciting, real exciting. We telling people, you know, pick a side, pick yes. a side. Black or white. Black or white, Usher or Chris. Me, myself, I'm, <laughs> I don't know who I'm team I'm on. I'm, I'm, Chris me, please. I think I'm team Usher. Yes, because you really hit me into your 90s bag. Yeah, I think, eh. Just a home team. He's from Chat originally. Um, I know some of his family. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Home I, think I'm, I think I'm team Usher on this one. I think I'm be wearing black. No, I love Usher too, though. Don't get me wrong. I love Usher. But I'm rocking with my butt. Yeah. Ooh, child. 
But this one is like a go big, go big. We pulling out everything. So y'all done seen the Beyonce brunch. Y'all done seen the her jazz wind down. Y'all about to see the second service. And then there's Chris and <laughs> And then. <laughs> so yeah, we got those two events before the year closes out. So please make sure you go to simplymoguls.com. Get your tickets. Um, they are available while supplies last. Because listen, once they're gone, they're gone. We, we not create no more tables, no more seats, no more, none of that. So um, please, please, please get your tickets and uh, come and join us. Yes, please. All right. What are we talking about today? So today, um, next month, which is like starts tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Today's <laughs> Halloween, so we're recording um, today. But uh, my birthday is on Thanksgiving this year. And so I'll be turning 33, like double digits, my Jesus year, all that good stuff. Oh, and I am, I should have shouted this out, but um, we're going to be doing like a worship night at the Signal um, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, I just excited. know that, um, this is the year that I know God is calling me to, to elevate and isolate, like separate just a bunch of eights. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited to see what he's going to do in my life this year. Um, so it just made me like, want to talk about being thankful, like a thankful thirties episode and what being thankful in your 30s looks like like and how the perspective of being thankful has changed over the years um I think for me I mean you just you of course with age it just changes oh, it, absolutely it, it does so um you want to talk about kind of what being thankful looks like I feel like there are different ways to show that you are thankful. I myself find myself like just driving sometimes. And if I see a wreck on the side of the road, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'll be praying for the people. But I'm like, Lord, I'm thankful that it wasn't me or my family. A lot of times I wake up in the morning and, and I pray. I tell the Lord, thank you for not letting me get a call from anyone with bad news. Um, Just being aware that your situation can always be worse. Yeah. That is one way I show my thanks and my gratitude um, in my 30s. Because that's stuff that you don't think about in your 20s. Like, in your 20s, you just live in life. you just going. You don't really be thinking about, oh, what if. But I think 30s really give you that a little bit more reality. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> because like I was saying earlier, um, you, we don't always like think about things to be thankful for until we are the ones that are having to like, you know, I wasn't thankful per se when I was living at home right. with my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I wasn't thankful that I could open a refrigerator and there's food there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. now that I have to be the one to That's provide the stuff, yeah. listen, <laughs> Father, I'm thankful, mm -hmm. um, you know, and going from a corporate nine to five 
consistent income to having been able to supply my own right. income, right. I am super grateful. Like yeah. I just have been in a thankful mode um, within these last few weeks of, you know, just looking at the financials of where the business has grown and where mm -hmm. it's going to. So, ooh, yeah, I think, like I said, with age, it just, what, what would you say has been the biggest lesson you've learned in your 30s? To date, never think you're exempt. Ooh. I will say that that has been a wake-up call for me in my 30s. Never think that it can't be you. Um, what about you? Um, I, I think my biggest lesson in my thirties, I have, um, I have learned is to be thankful for what has left. Mm. Um, I think so many times we try to like hold on to, to things, to people, um, and, I think when I finally realized that people are not um, possessions, like yeah. you get to experience people, you don't own them. Correct. Yes. And so I think that helped me so much to, to understand like the seasons that people carry with them, um, the lessons that people come into your life to teach you. I just have been in a state of just being thankful for whatever lesson Whatever I was supposed to learn, whatever I was supposed to, you know, grow from, I'm thankful. And knowing that you don't own people, mm -hmm. you experience them, that has been probably my biggest lesson. Mm. Um, That's good, though. Yeah. It's been a, a lesson. A journey, sure. too. Yeah. Definitely a journey. Yeah. <clears throat> what did you learn? What what would you say um, your 20s taught you? Oh. 20s taught me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Because um, in your 20s, you, you as a teenager, you look forward to becoming 20. Oh, jeez. And then you hit 20 and you're like, I want to go back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Please send me back. Oh, my gosh. I was like, whoa. A whole lot of responsibility hit me in my 20s. I was mm -hmm. about four hours away from home in my 20s. Um, I would say my 20s taught me what to look out for in life like in my life journey, um, it taught me a lot of responsibility. And it also taught me to learn how to stand on my own two feet, in a sense. It gave me, it started giving me like the steps to know what I would need to survive the further I grew in life. Yeah. By error. <laughs> By <Definitely>. error. <laughs> Yeah. So what about you? <laughs> what did the twenties what did my twenties teach me? Yes. 
<laughs> we all go take that. <sighs> okay. Because I'm trying therapy. to like look back. It's crazy how time is like going fast. Oh, yeah, real fast. Because like I feel like we almost mid 30. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> geez, 40. Good gosh. And we've it's, been knowing each other since we were kids. Yeah. So, um, so that deep breath is not like me saying that 20s were bad. It's just me trying to like think. Mm-hmm. Um, what did my 20s teach me? Um, I, I think it taught me, oh, goodness. Because I was so wrapped up in a relationship um, and then, you know, got married to him and Mm -hmm. ultimately ended in divorce. But I think if I could go back, I won't say what my 20s taught me. If I could go back and tell my 20-year-old self something, it would be to focus on you, to focus on me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and to not be so wrapped up in a relationship because you don't even know who you are yet. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't, yeah. I mean, at that age, you just don't know. Some do, some don't. I'll say that. Um, I feel like if you... I feel like there are some that may learn themselves in that mm-hmm. era, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I I personally don't think you know yourself at 20. <laughs> I just don't because you've gone from um, most of the time living with parents or guardians or someone who is taking care of you. Um, you just got out of high school. You are either going to work every day or to school again, sometimes in your city, sometimes not Mm -hmm. learning to um, live alone or gain new friends and new relationships wherever you are um, navigating that. So I just don't think you know who you are to be trying to become one with somebody. <clears throat> but that's what I would tell myself just because I've seen like looking back at my Facebook memories and like now just like, I don't even know who that woman is. I don't even know who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's what I would tell my 20 year old self is to focus on the things that you're passionate about, the things and people that, you know, help better you. Um, that's, that's what I would tell myself. Yeah, I think I can agree with that as far as telling yourself to focus on you in your 20s. Um, I feel like part of that, I feel like I'm way more focused on myself now. But at the same time, I feel like I'm more focused on myself now because I also have a responsibility of raising a child. Right. So... That pushed me to focus on myself and my goals and my my dreams. Um, Because when I was 20, 
in my twenties, I was also like focused on a relationship, but I was also focusing on trying to grow a business too. But at the end of the day, I ended up letting that relationship take my attention away from my business. So I, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that you are thankful for? Ooh, life, health, Ooh. my gifts and my talents. Mm-hmm. Those are good ones. My child, my faith, because my faith has carried me a very, very, very long way. I'm thankful for my parents, my job. The list goes on. Like <laughs> we will be up here talking about woo, a lot of things yeah. to be thankful for. What about you? I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for um <clears throat> the relationships that I've been able to foster by starting a business and, you know, being in the entrepreneurial sector. Um I'm thankful for <laughs> somebody told me that. I have the ability to dream something and make it a reality. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's not, it's not foreign. Like, mm-hmm. I just have always been, if you think it, it can be. And, mm-hmm. you know, what are the steps that I need to make it be? Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't realize that people don't have that. And so I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. There's so much to be thankful for, especially like when people are quitting, quitting. Listen, y'all, the Know For Sure podcast, which is my favorite podcast. They have, um, they issued a statement and said that they are no longer um, going to continue. So just like, even on that, that level but like people committing suicide like quitting mm-hmm. life yeah um you know just the ability and the tenacity and the strength to go on another day you don't realize how much it takes to wake it up takes. that is very true so um you know we're definitely praying for them um praying for be Simone Megan Ashley um and uh, anybody who is battling with, like, suicidal thoughts and, and entertaining the thought of giving up on life, um, we are definitely praying for you. Yes. Um, there's always more to life than the present moment and um, so much to be thankful for. Even if you don't think that there is anything to be thankful for. It could always be worse. It could always be worse, absolutely. Like somebody else somewhere is one notch or two below where you are. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. I tell myself every day is another opportunity to wake up and make it better. Mm -hmm. So whatever happened the day before, it don't matter. Just start over the next day. Yeah. And, I mean, life can be overwhelming. So it's totally understandable to have those moments. A lot of people ask me, 
you know, well, you've lost your parents, you've lost, you know, your baby, you went through a divorce. What are some, like, things that you can tell somebody um, when trying to get through, you know, like, hard times? Mm -hmm. And for me, it's just I don't have a choice to stay there. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I never try to ignore the feeling, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes church will tell you pray it away or, you know, those emotions and feelings are of the devil or whatever. Right. But God gave us emotions. Oh, yeah. He gave us feelings. And so I tell people all the time, feel what you're feeling, but don't live there. Like, don't stay there. Right. So, um, yeah, it's it's. Life and I think too with everything like being inflated, like rent and groceries and all that stuff, (laughs) and then nobody is hiring really. Nobody wants to go to work, so jobs are kind of it's crazy. Yeah, and even in that, like if you do get a job, it's not to sustain you to live. You got to get like one, two, three of them. In, in today's society. Yeah. It's terrible. But still, if you have the means to get said job and just, you know, do what you can with that job, you don't know what doors can open for you in that. Right. So just always look for the good. Always look for the good and always be grateful. Because, once again, it can be a lot worse. It can. So, um, thankfulness. Ooh. Just trying to think of what, what, what is thankfulness not? Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like. I would say that's borderline ungrateful, you know, right? Um, when you like, (laughs) oh, I think I just I don't want to ever have this shallow sense of um, this shallow sense of appreciation, just like. I'm thankful just because I have to say that or like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm thankful for a roof over my head, you know, a car to drive, food on my table. But what does that really mean yeah. to be thankful? Right. Like, you know, um, it's, it's about to get cold. I think it's going to be a cold, cold winter because we had a hot, hot summer. Um, and people going to be out on the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I am, ooh, it just, it could probably bring me to tears to think about, like, how grateful and thankful that I am to have somewhere to go. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially you know? more so now at our age than when it almost felt like a guarantee because we were younger. Yeah. And like you said, it was something that we didn't have to think about. Mm-mm. 
So now that we're in the position where we have to provide it, and you know the amount of work and the amount of time you're putting forth to provide those things for yourself or for your family, it does bring you to tears. Yeah. Um, And it makes you that much more grateful mm -hmm. and appreciative of the sacrifices that, you know, our parents made. Right, yeah. um, Because, granted, like, prices were not what they are today, but still, that's added bills. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. where rent was cheaper, a mortgage was cheaper, they still had to pay my tuition to go to school, you know. So that was something else added to Daily, the yeah, mm-hmm. the stuff, and I can't imagine like having to pay a cell phone, having to, you know, I tell my grandmama, I'd be like, "Girl, how did you manage like all the stuff that you managed? Right. You know, making sure I had what I needed for school, and then you know, extracurricular." Right phones, internet, all this stuff is just like, how did you manage this on your two-week paycheck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're getting paid two times a month. How? It's crazy to me. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, we. You know what? I came across this Instagram video, and I just couldn't believe it. And I should have shared it with you. So I don't know if you've seen it, but it was talking about how – Food stamps used to be in the early 1900s mm. and how families used to have to pay for food stamps from the government. So it would be, they were called like food stamps, AKA food coupons. Uh-huh. And you would go to um, the service center and I think you would pay like six, no, $30 for $60 worth of food stamps. Uh-huh. That's how it used to be. And they were interviewing these different families, and some of them were not eating because their the provider, the husband, was working and only making 2 to $5 a week. Ooh. And so the Jesus. mother was at home with the kids, and the kids were saying how hungry they were or they didn't eat. And the interviewer would ask, well, why aren't y'all eating? Y'all don't have food stamps. And the woman was like, no, my husband, he's working, but we can't afford him. Could you imagine how much work it was taking that man to get paid 5 to $2 a week to save up enough money for $30 for $60 of food stamps? I can't. That video alone made me so grateful, like you said, for our parents yeah, and for our work ethic that they instilled within us mm-hmm. to, you know, show us that you're <clears throat> going to have to work. Nothing is given. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that that was an eye opener too. here in my 30s. It could always be worse. Ooh, yeah. I, I'm going to have to share that with you because I was really like, I was drawn in. <laughs> I was drawn in. And I was like, I don't know if that would if that was the standard for today's time. I don't really know if I could be a U.S. citizen. What? If that was the standard for today's time, if you work a full week and would only bring home $5 a day and not able to 
provide. So what you would have done? I said, I don't know if I would be a U.S. citizen. So you would have moved? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> How would you have could afford that? You can't even afford. Baby, I can't imagine what travel would have looked like back then. I mean, everything, that just made me feel like everything we have now or the access to now is like a luxury. Yeah. Everything is so God dang on high. <laughs> Ooh, every time I go to the store, I be like, why is this high? Yeah. Jeez. But in our 20s, do you recall looking at the prices of groceries in your 20s, like in your early 20s? Did you ever really look at it and say this was high? No. Mm-hmm. You just got, I want it. Let me have it. Yeah. That was the irresponsible era. <laughs> and I can't even, I now, when it comes to like, going out to eat and stuff, I still don't really look at the price mm-hmm. of stuff because if I'm wanting, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. But groceries and laundry detergent and, like, those kind of things, like, good Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been, like, on this no meat thing, so I've been mm-hmm. trying to do, like, um meat substitutes and stuff. And eat being healthy is expensive. Very. It is very expensive. That is why America is obese. <laughs> I'm for real. Because it's cheaper to eat bad. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like, the cost of fruit versus the cost of, of french fries. Yes. Is horrible. So, um, yeah, I... But, again, I'm thankful that God be supplying. Absolutely. Every time. So. Every time. So, what are you looking forward to in your 30s? Ooh. Okay. Ooh. I'm looking forward to achieving my goals and seeing what the sweet part of life is. I feel like my 30s are setting me up for retirement. Mm-hmm. That's my prayer. So I'm looking forward to like the next five years and seeing what my house is going to look like, what my what my love life could possibly look like, um, what my career is going to look like. I'm looking forward to my thirties being my my staple, like to my foundation, my foundation for the rest of my future. I think that's what my thirties are. What about yeah. you? Um, <clears throat> I think for me, thirty is going to be like a a season of um a season of isolation, but also a season of um, discovery for me, just kind of figuring out. And then I think 40, which I, a lot of people be like, when you're 40, you reach this point where you just, you live in, in your best self. Like you don't care what nobody thinks. I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I really am unbothered. Um, I just posted a TikTok about that. Like the level of unbothered that I am right now is, is almost scary. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody called me and said they don't want to mess with me no more, like literally nothing can bother me. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I sleep real good at night. <laughs> I don't care what bill is due. <laughs> Who don't like me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just yeah. I've reached that point. Um, and you know, that comes with like all the things that I've been through in life. Like, yeah. I, so I, I think for me, 30s is kind of the new 20s for me. Just trying to discover what I like, what I don't like. Um, and then 40s, I think I'm looking forward to. Um, a lot of people don't be wanting to get old, but I, <laughs> I think <laughs> I like it. Um, well, yeah. So this was a short little episode. Yeah. Short and sweet. Um, like we said, be sure to uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Um, recap what we got coming up. The second service brunch and the Chris Brown and Usher celebration for New Year's. We breaking in 2024 with a bang. Yeah. So, um, get those tickets for second service brunch, y'all. Don't miss it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, final mogul moment. Mm. Remain thankful mm-hmm. in every season of your life, but always remember that things could be worse. That's my mogul moment. What about you? Uh, final mogul moment for me. I'm trying to play a little music. Pulling <laughs> it. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, final mogul moment for me, I think, um, is I just I am really just thankful for everything that has left because everything that everything that remains is has taught me the value of being here. So people that have left, friends, everything that has has left out of my life taught me a lesson, but the things and people that remained in my life taught me the the lesson of value, like what it means to like stay. Yeah. Um, But again, thankful 30s can only get better, better and better and better and better. And we looking forward to the better. Yeah. In the old age. <laughs> In the old age. In the old money. <laughs> In the old money. All right. Thank you for joining us uh, on the Mind of Moguls podcast, where we talk all things moguls. And what's on your mind? Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye, y'all.